I mean, you've talked a lot about the way you kick during practice, and we've seen it in practice. How frustrating is it that that's not carrying over? I mean, do you, I mean, how much have you sort? I know you have probably, but you know, how much have you kind of tried to self-diagnose why why that's that's not carrying over? Like I said, it's been super frustrating, and I watch film and I work on practice, and it looks great in practice. So it's been plenty of self-diagnosing. So. How much did you want that? Key, uh, you oh know, gosh. want that opportunity? Come on, man. That's like six I questions. I, of course, I freaking wanted to put it through. That's enough, dude. That's Cade York back and forth with Chris Easterling. Chris joining us now in the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chris, thanks for giving us a few minutes. How's it going? Doing fine, Jonathan. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, first off, before we get your side of it, I just want to say, I mean, I listen, I, I, I understand why K-Dork was upset. I think K-Dork knew that he was going to be cut, but like props to you for just asking the questions. What, what, what else did you think your job was in that scenario? Let, let me set the stage here because I under, I, like you, I understand Kate's frustration, everything about Kate's frustration. There were three of us from the beat, the Browns beat that were in Kansas City at uh, on uh, what day was that? Saturday. <laughs> uh, myself, Mary Kay, uh, uh, Cabot, and, and and Tony Grossi. Mm-hmm. And Tony, at the same time, I'm talking to Cade. Kevin's doing his press conference, mm. and Mary Kay and Tony are in there because you know somebody's got to ask Kevin questions also, and we wanted to make sure we at least tried to get Cade after the game. So I went into the locker room and. So Cade was there, and I went up to Cade, and and I said, you have a couple minutes? And and he said, yes. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to be thrilled with it, but so I'm asking some questions, and, you know, there's a couple other people there, but they're not jumping in and asking questions. They're just sort of microphones or cameras there. Mm-hmm. And so, well, I'm going to continue to ask questions, and – so I can understand from his perspective that it looks like, why am I getting grilled by this guy? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting badgered by this guy. You know, come on, dude. I, I, I So you say, come on, dude. I mean, I, I get it. But at the same time, I've, I'm doing my job, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so, you know, he, you know, again, it, it is what it is, and you know, and, you know. Like I said, after Philly, and you know, even the first part of that interview, Kate was fine, you know. And I get the frustrations boil over, and you know, I don't think he expected one person to keep asking questions. So it, it like it is what it is, and you know, we we move on, and and the Browns have moved on. It's interesting. I'm, I'm glad you laid it out the way that you did. I don't know that the the common person listening understands truly how that goes down that way where especially on the road where you 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 know the reporters and in this instance if there's three of you there you guys kind of look out for each other right and then you share the quotes afterwards and then you make sure that everyone's got it I've been in situations in the locker room before Chris where um you know you're it's not it's not scenario right where you're there's there's people that are there that don't even ask questions and so it seems like they're there to ask questions but they're not really there to ask questions and then it turns into one guy asking all of them but it's an important thing and it's what you got to do yeah i mean then that's what happened i mean and again i could totally give Cade credit for talking both in both yeah. road games you know both at philly that's yeah, tough and in kansas city because 
you know, he had to know the questions were coming and, you know, you know, just uh, six questions on the sixth one, uh, he he was done. And that was that. And we move on. I moved moved on (laughs) to somebody else and uh, he, he moved on to the bus. Yeah, especially since he's such a short answer to that it really made it seem like, wow, you really did ask a lot of questions. But it's like, okay, give me more than, you know, 10-second answers, and we got this. Well, to be honest, he had given a couple of pretty pretty good answers. You know, he gave the answer about, you know, not – you know, I sort of asked, you know – I was trying to ask a nice way to say, you know, dealing with the frustration, you know – you know, teammates coming over, you know, consoling, you know, he, he, he talked about how pity, you know, you know what, him off, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say that word on the, on the air, but, you know, he, 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 so, I mean, he gave a couple of good answers. It's just, you know, at some at a certain point, you know, you just get tired of asking, answering questions. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you think it was the right move by the Browns? Yeah. I mean, you had, I mean, it was the right move. I mean, I I think I think if last year hadn't happened the way it happened, you know, where you know he had those big misses against the Chargers, against the Ravens, uh, where he had the block against the Ravens, and then it sort of carried into the preseason. I I think he could have maybe survived it. I I think he just sort of look at it as like um you know. We see what he saw in practice. We saw what he saw did last year, but he had nothing really, nothing firm to kind of. There was no firm foundation built in his rookie year to say that that was anything. But this is going to be a problem, a concern throughout, and they had to nip it in the bud now because just as much as he won the opener last year, he could have gone out against Cincinnati, and 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 you know. Miss the you know miss the game winner, and then then you you know it's, it's extra problematic because for all the you know talk about the misses in the preseason, none of those misses matter exactly in terms of the grand scheme of things. You're not misses in playoffs because you lost to KC in Arrowhead in late August, but lose to Cincinnati you know in September you know you could miss the playoffs. You could miss you could miss out on a lot of things. Yeah, and Chris, I, I agree with that 100%. I gave the Browns credit, right? I know some people wanted them to cut him after week one or week two. It's like, well, again, as you said, none of that mattered. It, it really it, it didn't at the end of the day. All that matters is that they didn't go into the regular season with him costing kicks, and that's that's the right. important part here. Right. You know, and, and, you know, how much is it different if he makes that kick in Philly? You know, one of the two kicks at the end of Philly because – I mean, we've seen you know Phil Dawson's you know you know missed a kick and then got the second chance and knocked it through. We see that we've seen that dozens of times you know over the over the years. But you turn around and it's just you know he had missed that extra point earlier in the game where yeah he got run into but it was on the follow through. I mean, I think he I, I think it was going to be a miss whether he got he got run into or not by the Chiefs player. Uh, it's just. Go in. You've got a veteran guy. This might be. I'd have to go back and really, really look. This might be about as established a kicker as they've had coming in and kicking for them since since Phil and, and Dustin Hopkins. So, you know, 
roll the dice with the veterans who's got a proven track record. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to put that concern on you when, you know, there is so much writing on the, or so much writing on this season. Chris Easterling, Akron Beacon Journal, joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. What'd you make of Deshaun in the first time we saw him? And again, only 50% completion percentage, uh, but overall, if, you know, 115 passer rating is up there with the best of the league, but uh, you know, 10 passes total. We, it's, we didn't get to see the 25 we thought we would. No, and and, and to, you know, they was going against Chiefs, mostly Chiefs backups. Um, you know, there, there were a few guys that that'll you know will be guys that get in and start packages and everything. I'm sure with the Chiefs regular defense, but you know, I I thought he got a little better as 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 the quarter went along as. as you know, I think I, I looked at it, and he was like two of five or one of five. The, two of five, I think, to, to start, and then he he completed three of his last five. He had the the really nice throw to Njoku for the for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, the the play that he made, he made the play to set up the big play to um to to Amari. I mean, by you know the the pressure was coming in, the pocket was collapsing. The, you know, we saw what his legs can do to extend the play and and what that can re- result in in terms of big plays in the passing game. So, I, you know, I solid B. I, I mean, I think I, I think it was a solid B. I mean, the the handoffs. Uh, I mean, the exchanges. The, that's something. You know. I mean, we're not going to worry about it with Jordan Wilkins. He's not on the roster anymore. But, you know, it, I, I just say all in all, I mean, once he got going, you know, he, he was fine. I like the grades. Let's stay with the grades. Uh, on a confidence level for Deshaun entering this season, you have how much confidence A through F in him looking like the old Deshaun Watson, the end in Houston Deshaun Watson? Um, it's tough. It's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's not, not easy. easy. Uh, don't worry. This won't be the I'm one a, we clip a, and put I'm out a, for you. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm a generous. I'm a generous grader okay. because I was a bad. I was a bad student. I always liked a good teacher who would, uh, who, would <laughs> <laughs> who would give me a, a benefit of the doubt. But, That's yeah, surprising because you're you're a writer. Right, you're a writer. That's heart surprising. Heart in the is in the right place. Uh, <laughs> B minus. You said B minus, B minus, B, uh, B minus. Okay. Um, just because you know, we never saw. I mean, I mean there's just a variety of factors. I, I mean, I just, I, I need to, I need to see him be more. I need to see the red zone consistency. I would like to see them put that Washington that one drive against Washington. I would like to see them punch that in the end zone, mm-hmm. get points there because that would at least you know. Finish, you know, finish off what was a really good drive, and you know that's what they did those last two. His last two drives, they 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 punched it in the end zone. So, yeah, B minus. We'll go. We'll go there. We'll, we'll go there. I'm good with that. Uh, Denzel Ward and the concussions. How worried are you about it? Sincere, uh, significantly. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, we're talking four. Concu- we're talking four concussions um, in his career. I think is the the number. And Denzel plays such a. Denzel plays such a physical cornerback. You know, he 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 he's not afraid to get in there and you know put his nose in there and and hit somebody. That I just think this is going to be a reoccurring a reoccurring. 
it's already become a trend sort of for them, and I'm just afraid it's going to be a recurring thing. I mean, once you start getting them, uh, I mean, look, I'm no doctor. I'm no, I'm no expert on head injuries and concussions, but it would seem like they become more common mm-hmm. as, as, as you get more of them, you know, it, and uh, that's just a, a significant, significant concern to me because he's not going to, he, he's not going to change the way he plays because that's what makes him Denzel Ward, you know, makes him a, you know, a, a, a number one, a legit number one type cornerback. So, if he's not going to change the way he plays, then you're just opening the door for this to happen again. <clears throat> and at what point does it become, look, Denzel, it's not just about missing a game or four or three. It's about, it, and it's not just about your, your NFL career. It, it's about when do we see something significant? And, and that's just my, that's my, that's my biggest worry for uh, about the whole thing. No doubt about it. Chris Easterling, check him out, Akron Beacon Journal. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes as always, and we'll catch up with you later. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks a lot, Jonathan. All right, thank you, Chris. Good stuff right there on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We come on back. I want to hear from you guys, 216-474-0092. You heard Chris's side of the story, and actually that makes a lot of sense. whole thing makes a lot of sense when Chris describes it that way. Uh, but let's talk about what happened today with Cade York. Cade York is out we got a new kicker. I keep wanting to call him Dustin Johnson in my brain, but obviously it's not. It's Dustin Hopkins, which is not a concern I thought I'd have coming into today. I thought I was going to keep calling him uh, DeAndre Hopkins by accident. Dustin Hopkins. He's dynamite from inside 50, not much from outside of 50, but he's the new kicker. Did the Browns make the right call? 216-474-0092. We'll do it all next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on The Fan.